0: It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus.
1: Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Sue Lee, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian Attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to mockbaker.com. that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Have you ever been in a dispute that you wish could have been handled differently? Have you ever felt conflicted about having a dispute or going to court? Today, I will be speaking with Harold Coleman Jr. and Matthew Argue, two Christian attorneys involved in alternative dispute resolution. Harold is an attorney, arbitrator, mediator, teacher, trainer, speaker, writer, and conflict coach. He has mediated and arbitrated hundreds of litigated and non-litigated disputes over a 30 plus year legal and ADR career. Harold is also a panelist, of the American Arbitration Association, the Superior Court of California, the California Association of Realtors and the Institute of Christian Conciliation. Matt is a full-time California attorney conciliator with over 30 years of experience in complex construction disputes, mediation, and arbitration who has successfully mediated over 600 construction cases to settlement. Matt is also president and CEO of ICCP's a biblically-based Christian conciliation organization. Harold and Matt, welcome to our show.
2: Thank you, Sue. Thank you so much, Sue. All
1: right. Well, Matt, um, I will start with Matt. Matt, can you tell me, um, tell us a little bit more about your background and yourselves?
0: Yeah, real quickly. um, Practicing lawyer for over 30 years. I was 13 years as a trial lawyer in California. Uh, Then for the last 15 years, I've been a full-time mediator, uh, arbitrator, and conciliator. In the last three years, I've been also the CEO and president of ICC Peace. ICC stands for the Institute for Christian Conciliation. We do Christian, biblical, Christian arbitration and mediation. Our mission statement is to boldly proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ by supporting peacemaking communities in resolving legal and personal conflicts and reconciling relationships in biblical, uh, faithful manner. So what's important about that is we reconcile both relationships and legal conflicts. And we have 150 certified conciliators around the country to help us do that.
1: All right. Thank you, Matt. I certainly look forward to hearing more about the ICC piece. Um, Harold, can you also tell us more about yourself?
2: Yes. So, uh, first, let me say I'm uh, from the Chicago area, and it's great to be home. Uh, I have a very similar background to Matt's. As a matter of fact, Matt and I have known each other for almost uh, 30 years now, actually about 25 years uh, I was a litigator, and I would oppose Matt in cases. He'd represent, in many cases, the plaintiff, and I represent the defense, and um, that was in our litigation days. And then on a parallel track, I was developing an ADR practice, Alternative Dispute Resolution, Arbitration and Mediation. And then Matt and I, after uh, several years of going our separate ways professionally, kind of came back together. In this very awesome work of ADR, especially in the context of Christian conciliation or ADR for the church, as we'll further outline for you.
1: Hi, right, Thank you. Um, so we just talked about ADR, alternative dispute resolution, and you both talked about litigation. So can you tell us about comparing, and contrast litigation and ADR?
2: Sure thing. When we talk about litigation, Sue, we're, so we're talking about the court system. When people have disputes, they're embroiled in conflict, and the first thing they typically think of is to go right to court. ADR, or alternative dispute resolution, is about alternatives to going directly to court. And it really consists of negotiation, good faith direct, two-party negotiation. So if Matt and I had a dispute, we're commanded to kind of sit down and try to work it out first. And then, if for whatever reason we can't work it out, then to bring a third party to the table who is neutral, who is objective, has no stake in the outcome. And we call that a mediator, you know, to help us try to find a pathway forward. And then, if uh, mediation doesn't quite do it and we can't find an agreement, then the third major step in ADR, alternative dispute resolution, is arbitration. Where we can then submit, for instance, our case to you, Sue, if we we both trust you and we think you've got the expertise, uh, you can conduct a hearing just the way a judge would, and you can actually then render a decision, which we call an award, and that process is called arbitration. So whereas in court, people go in front of a public judge… In the case of arbitration, they have a private judge and uh, that arbitration decision is fully enforceable in a court of law as though it had been actually tried in court. So the, the most important thing, as Matt will explain, is why in the case of claims involving Christians that we embrace ADR because of the biblical mandate for us not to try our differences, play out our differences to an unbelieving world.
1: Okay. Well, Harold, you brought a good point, and it's an interesting point also to hear that litigation is involving a public judge and ADR involves a private judge, but the common thing is you have a judge. Yes. So what is the real difference there? When you go into public forum involving courts and then the ADR involving a private judge, you have a judge. It's both adversarial process, I assume?
2: In the case of arbitration, that is true. But in the case of uh, mediation, <clears throat> excuse me, that is non-adversarial. You know, as a matter of fact, we're trying to find an agreement that uh, all the parties to the dispute can live with. So that is really akin to a settlement, a facilitated settlement negotiation, if you will. In the case of arbitration, though, no, that is very much an adversarial process. Because for Christian uh, conciliation arbitration, there
0: actually is a difference. And it played out recently in a case that we had where it was a Christian arbitration But because of that way that arbitration was actually handled and the arbitrator was encouraging the attorneys in that case to be conciliatory, which means trying to work together, they actually were able to resolve the case short of a final decision where they agreed to it. And it was partly because of the demeanor of the conciliator in that case who was helping the parties to both work together to a resolution, understanding there would be a decision but because of his demeanor, they actually resolve the case short of a final decision, which doesn't happen quite frank very often in a in litigated a sense. Litigation,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Sully of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkinBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, I have been speaking with Harold Coleman Jr. and Matt Argue, two Christian attorneys who specialize in alternative dispute resolution. Uh, Matt, we just talked about having a Christian uh, mediator, a mediator who has or who shares the Christian values. Can you expand on that a little bit?
0: Well, yeah. So it's a biblical process, which means actually the scriptures are part of uh, the conciliation process itself, which also means that God's Holy Spirit is part of that process. So it's what I call it's uh, mediation plus, because in addition to the mediation process itself, which is very successful, it's the most widely used form of dispute resolution that we have. In addition to that, we have God's spirit And we have his mandate to reconcile, which is not part of the litigated process, which really is the distinctive uh, for what we do in Christian conciliation.
1: Okay. Well, can you um, give us an example of real-life stories of your successful mediation story?
0: Yeah, so um, several, a number have come to to mind. So many times disputes have gone on for many, many years. uh, And that's not uncommon in the secular or non-secular realm. And many times we come to disputes that, I really have, have existed for decades if they involve families and things so when we come typically people say uh, you know it's hopeless we just want to get a resolution and we tell them we're going to work on resolving their relationships first uh, which they're frankly uh, don't have a lot of hope for but what we find is by resolving those relationships first then the case actually settles very easily and it's a it's a more cooperative and collaborative way now I can I understand when people hear that they don't have a lot of hope for that, but I can tell you that in those situations over and over again, we're able to get the people to reconcile and then move forward. And when they're working together, they can work together much better and much better solutions that you can get in an adversarial way.
1: Is this um, ADR today we're talking about today, is it only relevant to Christian disputes, meaning Christian versus another Christian, or can this be um, applicable to other situations?
0: Well, the cases we get are, ca- are cases involving Christians because we do have biblical uh, authority and values in what we do. So typically, someone who's not a Christian is going to have a hard time with that and be concerned about it and, and wary of it. Uh, certainly, we can apply it in other situations, but it does primarily involve Christians for us.
1: Harold, have you ever had a situation where um, involving a dispute between Christian and non-Christian?
2: I have had. Yeah, and then
1: can you tell us a little bit more about what that experience was like and how you maybe were able to incorporate Christian perspective or biblical approach?
2: You know, um, the the church is uh, admonished, is compelled to engage these kinds of alternative dispute resolution processes, mediation especially. Um, towards reconciliation, but realizing that uh, not everybody who comes to the process will be a Christian, the process still really can work as long as the relationship is something that the parties will acknowledge and will value. So even if you have a non-Christian, as long as they're willing to take an objective look at the case and hopefully... We, if as a mediator, we can create enough empathy in them to at least try to put themselves into the shoes of the other party. Uh, we can still bring these same principles to bear that will solve the case and also maybe even strengthen the relationship. So they really are applicable, even in cases where uh, you have a Christian and non-Christian. It's just that the unbeliever won't necessarily understand the roots of this and the hard conditions we try to deal with as mediators. But all of this provides a very, very good opportunity for what? Ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, coming up, we'll talk further with Harold Coleman Jr. and Matt Argue, Christian attorney specializing in alternative dispute resolution, about what can be achieved through mediation and conciliation. I'm Suli, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
3: In the wide, confusing world of law and lawyers, it's tough to find someone you can trust that shares your Christian values for legal advice and representation. You can trust Mauk and Baker, a Christian law firm based in Chicago that serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals with their legal matters. They seek to represent clients like you with integrity and care by using biblical principles as the foundation of their work. Additionally, their monthly newsletter highlights what's current in the religious liberty arena, keeping you informed on your right to worship, whether that's on the street, in public school, or within the walls of your church. Subscribe to their newsletter at mauckbaker.com slash newsletter. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R dot com slash newsletter. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact mauk and Baker at 312-726-1243. Call and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. That's 312-726-1243. 43
1: welcome back to lawyers for jesus i'm sue lee an attorney at malkin baker a law firm based in chicago which serves churches ministries businesses and individuals in their legal needs if you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio Today we have been speaking with Harold Coleman Jr. and Matthew Argue, two Christian attorneys who specialize in alternative dispute resolution and about Christian conciliation. Um, Harold and Matt, I'd like to ask you about what the Bible says about resolving conflict and how that relates to what you do.
2: Well, you know, the, the scripture says much about resolving conflict, but two scriptures that especially come to mind would first be in Matthew, Matthew 18 where the Bible commands Christians to first try to go to our brother or our sister, our neighbor when we have a dispute and try to work it out directly. Well, what is that? In terms of ADR, alternative dispute resolution, that's like negotiation. And then to take a witness, you know, and and others to try to intervene where necessary. That's kind of like mediation. And then ultimately, if it doesn't produce the resolution and reconciliation, to take it to the church, not take it to the courts, take it to the church. In a sense, that would be... Arbitration. But what's really important uh, from our perspective is 1 Corinthians 6, where Paul uh, admonishes the church not to sue one another. He says, Better we be defrauded than to take our brother to church and don't we know we're going to judge angels you know not how what a spectacle it makes of our christianity when we embroil in civil litigation court lawsuits in that manner the lord would prefer that these be worked out within the context of the church to whom we submit for authority
0: so also uh you know the bible is a tremendous source for wisdom so uh, it gives us a, a clue as to why we want to resolve our disputes this way. Uh, Matthew 5 is going to tell us that we want to settle our disputes quickly, which I think is a, a, a an example for us that there's something to that why do we want to settle our disputes quickly well as a trial lawyer and uh, having done it for many years and seeing that part of the system and going through that I understand how difficult and painful that can be for for people who haven't done that secondly uh, Philippians 2 3 and 4 says that we need to consider other interests as well as our own now actually that sounds probably for someone involved in a and the dispute as a negative thing that why should I be concerned about somebody else? But interestingly, as the way the Bible works, it actually helps the dispute get resolved, as Matthew 7 tells us, to get the log out of our own eye first. So in the secular realm, those are principles that just do not apply. We don't look at our own fault first, and we think that will make our case worse, and it'll it'll result in a lesser resolution. It actually is the opposite.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. Um, but I have this question. When you have this disputes, or when you are walking into a situation where you have a dispute and you really, really want to resolve, but what if the other side doesn't want to? What if the other side is not listening to your um, plea for mediation or Christian me- uh, conciliation? Then what would you advise?
0: Well, that's a common situation. So the first thing we'd advise is to all Christians, attorneys, organizations, churches, is to put in their agreements a conciliation clause, which says that when we do have a dispute, we're going to resolve it in a biblically faithful manner. And and our clause would say it would come to the Institute for Christian Conciliation and be resolved under the rules of procedure for Christian conciliation. And that's important. Those rules have been around for 30 years. The courts have upheld them. So it's a tried and trusted process. Because when we do get in conflicts, that's not where we're inclined to make our best decisions, we're going to want to run the other direction. Secondly, more, if more familiar about the Christian conciliation process and really understand that it does result in not only resolution of the of the dispute, but also oftentimes reconciliation, which is a huge, huge thing.
1: Okay. Thank you. Harold, did you want to add anything to that?
2: Uh, especially the reconciliation piece. Uh, a variant of mediation is called conciliation, which is short form for reconciliation, which we know God is more concerned with the relationships and the people than he is the stuff. A lot of times, especially as lawyers, especially, we tend to think of the stuff that people are fighting over and getting a settlement to settle the stuff disputes. But the reality is the relationship is really what is important in lower size and, and hence the need for Christian conciliation.
1: Thank you, Harold. Um, so what I hear a lot from both of you is the relationship, relationship between the parties having a dispute and the party's relationship to the mediator or conciliator. Um, what makes conciliation unique when it has a biblical perspective, Matt?
0: Well, see, we were just talking about reconciliation, and so to go from there, and you mentioned the relationships. That's really a critical point. When you're involved in a secular dispute lawsuit, you're not going to be talking about the, those relationships. And as I mentioned earlier, the resolving the relationships first really does almost make the material issues settle by themselves i mean I, that sounds so trite but it's so it's so true and why is that well in our process we glorify god we start from that that's our our number one point what are we here to do? We're here to glorify God, which is not something that you're thinking when you're involved in a conflict with someone else. Also, it helps us to grow in our relationship with Christ, because as we go through conflict, it's a stretching process. And that's a reason why we're not afraid of conflict, because we know God's in it. And it actually helps us to serve the other person, which is, again, not something you're going to find in a secular process. And finally, we see God at work, literally sitting at the table with us, Christ as the the great mediator. so those are some pretty exciting reasons to do it
1: right thank you you're listening to lawyers for jesus i'm Sue Lee of Malcolm baker if you missed part of this episode or want to hear previous lawyers for jesus interviews visit malkbaker.com you can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on facebook and twitter for legal updates with the biblical perspective today i have been speaking with harold coleman jr and matt argue two Christian attorneys who specialize in alternative dispute resolution. And we're talking today about mediation and Christian conciliation. So Matt, uh, Christian conciliation sounds wonderful. Why don't more people do it?
0: Well, I I think we got to be honest and say It's a biblical process, and so that's going to be concerning to some people, Uh, but I think the unfamiliarity with it. And so when people come to us and we're able to point them to the rules of procedure for Christian conciliation, we're able to explain the process. We're able to say that we have experienced people on our panel that have been doing this for many years, and frankly, the people who've gone through the process and they've seen it work. So just getting exposed to more people and more churches uh, is what we're hoping to do.
2: And so I'd also say is the paradigm that people tend to have, and especially in our culture today, when they're embroiled in conflict, they get angry. So what? That plays to self, and they don't think in terms of the way that the Lord has admonished Christians to resolve our differences. One of the things I would like to add to what Matt said earlier in terms of what makes conciliation different is that we gently restore so it's not going to be this backroom type of tough negotiation where, you know, you're trying to beat up on people to coerce them into doing something to get a settlement. No, this is about people and first, fundamentally, foremost about people and doing it God's way and therefore gently restoring one another and getting the log out of our own eyes, if we will, so that we can see our role in the conflict so that God's Holy Spirit can breathe uh, life into the situation and bring about true repentance and reconciliation.
1: Hey, thank you, Harold. What can mediation achieve that would otherwise not be possible with litigation? I think we just started talking about it, but I really want to highlight what uh, mediation can achieve that we cannot do with litigation.
2: Well, first, uh, it can achieve a genuine reconciliation and restoration of a relationship. I have never in the uh, my years of litigating cases ever seen one that went all the way through uh, trial court verdict and judgment where parties had a fulfilled relationship afterwards. So the fact that parties can come to conciliation and find their own agreement of their own choosing and therefore control the outcome. Of of the dispute and in a God-glorifying manner, uh, that is unprecedented. You can't achieve that in any kind of an adversarial process, whether it be litigation uh, or even arbitration, for that matter. So, first and foremost, they get to determine, self-determine their own fate.
1: Harold, that's a.
0: Can I jump on that? Sure. Um, So I would say, uh, how about family Christmas together, (laughs) and a family business uh, dispute that I was involved in, uh, which was a pretty big deal. And got resolved in a Christian conciliation, and another family business that would have gone a litigation route, and instead of that, um, you know, the sons bringing over cases of wine for 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 Christmas, that sounds a little. Um, you know, uh, wonderful life-ish, but honestly, that's what we're talking about. Because if you go the other route, you go down the litigated route, the money gets spent, the, the people never speak to each other again, and decades go by. That's really what we're
1: talking about. I cannot agree with you more on that point because um, attorneys, trial lawyers will say a successful settlement is when nobody's happy. But with this, we end up with everybody being happy with true restored relationship. And God glorified. Sure. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Harold and uh, Matt, thank you for speaking with us today. How can people learn more about each of your organization and practice?
0: Uh, we would refer them to our website, which would be www.iccpeace.com and my email info at iccpeace.com.
1: Okay. Harold?
2: Yes. And um, just try to learn everything you can. Um at different conferences. For instance, the Christian Legal Society has a great conference. Uh, When it comes to alternative dispute resolution, um, the organization I'm affiliated with, American Arbitration Association, www.adr.org, has wonderful materials on ADR and negotiation, mediation, et cetera. But then go to, I'd say for Christians to go the next step and then uh, really visit the ICC website and learn more about Christian conciliation and how important it is for the Christian community.
1: All right. Thank you. If you have a legal need or question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauck and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at mauckbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website and subscribe to our newsletter with legal updates or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm Sue Lee, attorney at Malcolm Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
0: Just have some money